Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 172, I almost said 72, of the uh, Pika's Riley Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello, hello. And this week, we are talking about a bunch of patch 10.2 news. And actually, we're not going to get to cover everything because there is so much of it. So we are going to be talking about Mistweeper changes. We're going to talk about tier sets. We have all the tier sets have had their set bonuses announced. We're going to talk about some of those. Uh, well, some of, we're going to talk about them on the ones. Um, and yeah, yeah. then we are also going to talk about some of the itemization, item upgrade changes for next season. Um, yep. they are keeping the overall same system, but they are tweaking it in a number of ways. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into all of that, how was your raid weekend, Nob? Uh, it was good. I mean, I think people might forget. We also got 1017 this week. Uh, right. So that launched on Tuesday. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that as we talk about the raid, but yeah, no raid raid was fine. I think, like I mentioned, we're down to one day a week. Um, regardless of what we do, we did clear everything this week with about, I'd say an hour left in our raid nights. We're down at nice. about like 11, nice. 11, 15. We normally go till midnight. So, you know, it was um solid raid night. Or, you know, got through everything in like three hours. I think we can get that done um, a little bit quicker. I think we can get down to like almost two hours if we're kind of nice. stop messing around on Sarkarath. Go, going and, for those complete raid speed parses. Exactly. Well, no, we're not. We're not doing all that. Just to to get in and out of there, I think a little bit, a little bit easier. So we actually... Um, I should uh, I should add Magmarax as an endpoint for that so you can get one when doing the skip. Oh yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, but no, it's uh, it's been um, it was a good raid week. It was uh, easy clear. I mean, nothing too crazy on our end. So and got to mess around with the new manatee, which is um, it seems good, but also seems redundant in the current like. Yeah, I mean, you're like with our so current powerful. Yeah, you have that plus Rashok as a trinket and Manatee. Yeah. It's like I, I would just hit it every ten seconds to proc the four piece. And like, yeah, that's Which, basically it. So a note from the PTR: Rashok's mana gain is getting nerfed by seventy percent. And we're going to talk more when we talk about Mistweaver stuff about the mana yeah. changes. But there's a lot of changes to mana economy across all healers. Um, yep. And yeah, they're changing our two set too in 10 Yeah, two, they're nerfing so. the two set. They're nerfing Rashok's mana gain. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, my we have a, a healer that's looking at playing Mistweaver next year. So they've been messing around with it and they're like, I like manatee, but it feels underwhelming. Like the mana gain right now feels underwhelming. It's like it it the only reason, like on a power level, oh yeah, is just like you use it to trigger your your set bonus. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it was um it was fun to mess around with. It was fun to have it back. It's something that like I need to now I'd like set up UI stuff to track it, track stacks, make sure I didn't overcap. So, but um, yeah, bring, it brings me back to a little bit closer to like I mentioned, like that wad and and uh, an MOP style of like having to like channel manatee um, to get mana back. Now, now we need is a glyph that just lets you like insta drink for like two or three stacks and then you're then you're <laughs> good. So. Uh, but no, raid, I mean, raid went perfectly fine. Nothing too crazy. Like, it's funny on my monk. I think so. A couple things maybe that I, like that we've talked about in the past. I think the augmentation dream is now dead for me, uh, particularly with these changes we'll talk about. So I think I'm going to stay. The goal is now probably to stay Mistweaver for 10-2. 
exciting. Um, yeah, very exciting. And then um and then yeah, it's uh I literally need two items from the raid and it's Rashok's trinket and Notharian's trinket and everything else like I just need no other gear. So it's like Yeah. I care about two bosses at this point. Um so I've been unfortunately I have four healers, but I'm trying to sit myself a lot. <laughs> Do some other stuff. Um yeah. just but no, was heal a, everything. That's, that's what I think that's actually the play. I think we're going to start doing that. So, um, um, yeah. Sp- speaking of three healing, uh, we are doing a lot of three healing this week. We actually, so we three healed Echo Neltharian for the first time. Somehow killed it slower than with four healers, which is exciting. Yeah. Nice, nice. And I mean, some of that is just like you get hard capped on phase two duration. Yeah, like, you, you're just hard limited by how quickly you get the third set of corruptions. Like the boss is pinned. You just gotta wait exactly and then you got to kill the last dead like we so phase two is like the same duration phase Mm -hmm. one is like faster phase three was slower because we had people die yeah and and that's more or less how it worked out um but that actually went fairly smoothly took us like 30 minutes to get that down uh and we spent two hours three trying to three heal sarkarath again i say trying to we killed it but it it took us two hours to get through it um and um most of it was actually phase one. We actually had more issues with phase one this week than we did last week. Um, and some of that actually, I think, is that last week we had two darknesses and two rallying cries. And this week we had one darkness and one rallying cry. Oh, yeah. Other than that, everything was the same. Oh, we also had two evokers last, two augmentation evokers last week and only one this week. And I'm not sure how much. Actually, we ended up with two this week because someone disconnected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like once we actually like at the end of the night, not end of the night, but like end of our, you know, reclear of, of Sarkareth, we stopped wiping in phase one and then killed it in like four pulls. Yeah, that's what and I mean. Oh, sorry. You, you just get through you just get through phase one and then you just like don't die to bombs and the boss dies. And yeah. that's that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, there's like one sketchy part in phase three. Like phase two is a joke healing wise. Like there's not, there's never a chance you should die yeah. in phase two. And then we, we phase have, three. Uh, we have various points in phase two where there's only one healer up because we just have the other healers do bombs because there's nothing else for them to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So in phase three, there's like one sketchy part, which is typically like the the group soak of black hole. Like I think it's like the second black hole. Yeah. As you're moving back into position for that, it gets a little sketchy. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to actually three. The problem for us is like we have to redo healing cooldowns and I do healing cooldowns and I'm not doing them for three healers because I'm lazy. And so somebody else, some other healer has to probably step up and do that. If, if you have a uh, a Holy Paladin, Mistweaver, Rester Druid, not Mistweaver, Holy Paladin, uh, Rester Shaman, there we go, and Rester yeah. Druid comp, you can just steal ours. That's fair. That's fair. We don't, we don't have a Rester Druid, so... Oh. But we have a holy priest, which is basically the same thing. Not oh. exactly. <laughs> Although for phase one, it's pretty close because you can just put the him in one of the clears and the salve in the other one. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you cover it that way. Kind of, kind of be fine. Yeah, but no, is um that's awesome. Um, getting down the three goes. Yeah, we'll see if we actually end up moving that way. Um, but yeah, that's the to be fair. Other than the new manatee changes, I've interacted with nothing new from ten one seven. So I pinged. On Sarkareth, I was like, uh, I, oh, the I, I made a call. Shoot, yeah. Yeah. I, I pinged somewhere with the warning ping, and I was like, melee stack at the warning ping. And nobody, like, I like everybody just like, 
brain lockout. <laughs> Ignored it. It's new. It's new. It's brand new. Every it took a it took a minute for everybody to realize like what it meant to stack it to awesome. warning. That I think so. We I will forgot about pings. We did use pings, but typically most of our pings were pinging people who died to avoidable things, and we would just ping their body. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's that's basically how pings went for us. I forgot about that. That pings are in. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's pings and manatee have been like the the two things that I've sort of taken advantage of. I haven't looked at any of the new story stuff, the dream surges. I don't even, I know there's one in, I think, walk, Waking Shores, but I've flown over it a couple of times for doing the secret stuff. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I have not done any of the new world content. I did start catching up on some of the campaign quests. I still have 10.0 campaign quests that I haven't done yet. Yeah. I'm the I'm the same way. I was do I was gonna do that, and then I got sucked into this secret thing. So I have oh, yeah. like I'm I, all I caught got, up on. Oh, sorry, I got sucked into Elden Ring. So that's my that's my excuse. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but no, it was it was a it was a solid raid week. Ten one seven dropped seems fine. Um, yep. but I think we got the biggest news um of the week is I think just ten two stuff. Actually, hold on before we get to ten two, I need I need a thirty second uh classic moment for us okay and then we can move on um so if you don't care about classic you can turn your brain on for 30 seconds but on the hardcore servers i don't know if you saw but there was a guild that cleared ragnaros anixia and zolgarub on hardcore yeah losing only one player throughout those entire raids so um, which is wild yeah just just absolutely wild so um, but yeah, hardcore rating alive and well, if you're in this one guild, because I think they're the only guild that has killed anything of note. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, remember Ragnos is a 40 player raid. You need a lot of people that are at or near level 60 in order oh, yeah. to do that raid. I would, I mean, I would say you know, on hardcore, you want everybody at level 60, just from an individual perspective. Like I wouldn't go in there lower than 60 just for the fear of dying to like, yeah. To I actually am curious. So like we should be able to find it because it should be the only Ragnaros kill on, um, Defias Pillager, right? Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's go see. Let's go see Defias Pillager. Uh, oh, I didn't fix the browser thing. Oh no. Um, yep, what was it. I there say? it is. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the one kill. Yeah. Yeah. So they they killed it and then um but yeah, so hardcore rating alive and well. Um in terms of in terms of that. So um but cool. I think then all right, classic moment over. Um, less a little bit longer than 30 seconds, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, ten, so 10 to drop this week. And I think we were like, I think like you PTR, mentioned, PTR. sort of in the, oh, oh, sorry, 10 to PCR dropped. Yes. We got a bunch of information, a bunch of interviews as always. Uh, so like you mentioned, we're going to focus on just at least three ish topics. We'll see how long they take. We can always, we have a couple extra we can add in towards the end if we need it. But, um, I think we'll focus on these three and then we'll go from there. Um, so the first one up was i think in my mind the class changes we can talk through that so yep um at a, at a high level there are tons of changes coming in 10 to across the board um for many different classes um some key things just to keep in mind if you play other a class other than monk we're going to focus on monk but rogues getting massive reworks yep. dh is getting massive reworks the dh in my guild very excited um to be disappointed i think more than anything um <laughs> 
But um, but yeah, there, there's going to be some huge over, overhauls. And then disc, uh, from a healer point of view, is getting a a large number of changes. Um, yep. to like there's simplify. also druid class changes, right? There are druid changes. Yeah, there are a lot of druid changes too. Actually, um, both across both for all specs actually balance. Yeah, um, a feral and and resto. So, um. But yeah, no, it's a uh, tons of updates. So if you play anything other than Monk, definitely take out, take a look at the notes. Jump on PTR. Uh, you can mess around with some stuff. But um, but yeah, they're going they're going hard in sort of the balance stuff here, um, which is fun. So, um, but then specifically for monks, Mistweaver only spec that got changes in the initial PTR. Um, I don't. There weren't a bunch of tank changes in general, right? So like no. Tank, yeah. Tanks as a whole did not really get changes. There's like Guardian Druid stuff that's kind of uh, related to the overall Druid changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Brewmaster Red Windwalker, the main thing that we got is just, you know, set bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, not a ton of tank changes across the board. Even like DPS wise, unless you're one of those, like, hey, we're going to overhaul your class type specs. Like, there were no like yeah. rep paladin changes, which is another like three spec, you know, class and um, things like that. So, but we just got some misweaver changes. Um, I'm just going to quickly read through them. Um, and that way you can sort of, we can sort of go over them. Um, but uh, keep in mind, and we'll talk about this after we go through the changes, is there was a post that talked about Blizzard's philosophy towards healing going into this patch. I think it's important to also cover off. So a couple of quick changes. They are increasing Life Cocoon's healing by 33%. Always good. More Life Cocoon healing. Um, they're increasing Soothing Mist healing. Cool. So, they're increasing Mist heals? It's a it's a it's a conduit to clouded focus in my mind. I don't I don't care if it does healing. It's, um, it's the thing you do to, to spam Vivify exactly exactly um enveloping mist healing is increased um i believe that's both the uh both or the hot of course and then it w- would increase with the initial heal if you're using it with thunder focus t um misty peaks which is the talent that allows renewing mist to duplicate was actually reduced so it's a two-point talent it went from five and ten percent to two and a half and five percent so cut in half at max that's level pretty big yeah it's it's i mean it will be yeah we'll we'll talk about how this sort of looks um enveloping breath which is whenever you have a celestial out and you cast enveloping mist it'll put enveloping breath on previously up to six targets now it's just five additional targets so you drop one target um invigorating mist which is the cleave heal from vivify so vivify uh will heal its main target plus any targets with renewing mist had its healing increased by 25 percent, but now does reduced healing beyond five targets so sort of lowering our sort of raid AOE healing a bit. Um, burst of life healing increased by 100%. That, of course, is the Life Cocoon talent where Life Cocoon either ends or is broken, and it'll heal around where that Life Cocoon target was. Right. Vivif- Vivify direct healing increased by 30%. So a lot of, again, if, if you're not noticing the theme here as we go through these, lots of direct heal or single target healing increases and AOE healing decreases. <laughs> in terms of power um so clouded focus um had its reduction reduced so it was 20 percent additional healing and 20 percent reduced mana cost it is now 15 percent per stack um so um a little bit of a, a a nerf there we saw ancient teachings uh get a range increase from 30 to 40 yards which we literally been yelling about for years it now is like 
<sighs> now all now we need time. is essence font yeah to to be either i mean s needs to be killed off but um but yeah if it's if still not gonna, gonna around, do that they can at least make the range consistent the same as everything else yeah yeah um ancient concordance which is one of the upgrades to uh feline stomp um now only costs a single point so we get an extra point now in our top tier and then like we mentioned Jealous, at the start honestly. of the show yeah um avarice so our two set bonus in the current raid is changed no longer does mana uh return now it just increases the healing of renewing mist soothing mist and enveloping mist by 12 percent. so get rid of the mana uh refund uh or mana yeah the, the mana yeah. resource gain so um, also a quick note if you look at the data mine changes you will see a singular change for brewmaster and windwalker and that is uh basically they changed our 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 auras our spec auras for vivify to compensate for the change the buff to vivify for mistweaver so windwalker and and brewmaster don't have any change to vivify it's just like there's a tweak to our spec aura so that mm -hmm. the buff that mistweaver got doesn't also buff brewmaster and then windwalker exactly exactly um so yeah so lots and lots and lots of mistweaver changes we'll say and um what um what this comes with the fact and if you look at some of the other healing changes too you'll see a very similar trend of um general nerfs to aoe healing and general buffs to single target healing um is sort of what that what we're looking at in this first pass and so accompanying this you know there was changes like that to paladins you know resto druid um disc priest of course got a massive rework and and uh some changes to holy priest and stuff like that um, Blizzard put out a blog or a, a blue post to talk about the healing changes. Um, and so basically what they said is sort of in a, in a nutshell is they are trying to increase general single target healing to try and move health bars as best they can, while also reducing the overall throughput throughput to your group healing spells um, with the, with sort of like the focus on essentially you know making it so um your aoe healing is less effective and you're more focused on sort of healing individual targets right um which is exactly what we talked about i think when we went through like why healing is unfun today yeah uh, in the current raid meta is that like there is too much power in healers so to compensate for that blizzard base has to make things kill you in a gcd right you have literally a gct to make a decision as a healer and you better make the right one or someone dies, right? Or, and like, or the other way that it can happen is like on Sarkareth, the swirlies, the, the fire swirlies in phase one, they do like half your health. And if you're in the raid cooldowns and get hit by one, it just like barely matters. Like you can get hit by two and just instantly die. And there's nothing anybody can really do about that. Like that's literally your whole health bar. Mm -hmm. You're just dead. But if you get hit by one and you've got, you know, salve and a flourish going, it just you're, doesn't matter. You're, you're just, topped, you're, yeah. You're going to be fine. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Or you, you get hit right before, yeah, raid damage and someone's already ramping or, or going into one of their cooldowns. So, um, so, yeah, so that's sort of the other thing. They're also taking a look at the raid cooldowns themselves, which is basically hitting on the point you just said, which is, like, if you have barrier up, like, you can feel you're basically invulnerable right to, to most raid damage um unavoidable raid damage at least yeah. um and so like this is just the i think the culmination of what we've talked about and what a couple of people have talked about in like you know mid 10.1 which was 
like healer power is basically escalated to the point of like, you know, people you're either invulnerable because you have a cooldown or like to actually like make it dangerous to take damage or actually make damage dangerous in a, in an instance or in an, in an encounter, it has to basically do 75% of your health bar, which yeah. means like you have as a player, zero room for any sort of mistake, right? You can't take unavoidable damage yeah, uh, or so you can't take avoidable damage. And then secondarily from a healer point of view, if someone doesn't like in my case, if someone doesn't have renewing mist on them, I have to make sure I know that and I heal that person or they die like as I'm ramping. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's and sort of the, the yeah. issue. The um, other piece of this is like we were talking a couple weeks ago about how there's kind of a lack of single target triage healing. Mm -hmm. um, and that also feels bad. Like it's not just all these other things, but also someone gets hit by something. And even if you had time to heal them, it's just extremely inefficient to do so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're hoping that they're like in a druid's mushroom thing. Like, you know, they're yeah. like they have renewing mist on them. Maybe they get like a prayer of mending that bounces to them. Right. Like you're hoping that like the, the healing that you don't directly control hits them. Um, and even if it doesn't, to your point, like you can even like as a mystery, you can even target someone and try and heal them but you your vivify main healing doesn't do enough to top them off you need like right. three casts of it and yeah. at that point they're dead like they're just yeah. dead to maybe other damage yeah or so. you've sacrificed other people in the raid in order to heal them yeah exactly so all of this blizzard is sort of trying to basically i think bring back that sort of idea of triage healing you know lessen the overall reliance on cooldowns and like basically lessen general healer like aoe um or non-targeted healing uh across the board um so we'll see how to do this because we know that from just from the the patch notes and the data mind we know that they're doing the they're doing the changes on the healing side so the player side will say we'll have to see what that equates to on like the damage side from the encounters we're going to do yeah because if the I, damage stays consistent then i mean healing's going to suck because yeah. i i do wonder if this means we're going to see more um kind of randomly targeted single target unavoidable damage that demands single target triage healing like i hesitate to bring up pelters from neltharian's lair because i mean pelters are dumb um yeah. but pelters are part of the reason that, that pelters are bad is that they pelt every like half second and the mm -hmm. infinite scaling means that you reach the point that like two of them target the same person half a second later they're dead and there's just nothing you can do about it other than like have more hp or effective HP, you know, with DRs or something. Yeah, um, exactly. But there are, like, you can... They could put that kind of, like, randomly targeted single target things. Like, we have some of that. Things like Volcanic Heart is kind of like that, where it's like, it kind of crushes those people. It will kill them if they don't get healing. But right now, AoE healing is enough that you don't really need to single target triage them. They will right. live with just AoE throughput um, as long yeah. as they have renewing mists or, you know, life blooms or whatever hots. Yeah, unless they take a heart tick as the AoE goes out and then they just get globaled. Right. <laughs> Which yes. is like the other problem like with that. So, yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see exactly how this plays out. I think we need to see the other tier. We need to see the other side of this coin, which is what does the damage profiles look like in some of these encounters? The other thing that Blizzard said in here, which... Like at least on Twitter, like some of the Twitter people that I follow caused a couple of fun interactions, which was Blizzard made the statement that they wanted um mana to matter 
uh, more to healers. And people were like, I feel like some people are upset about that, which is very weird to me because like as a healer, like you have, you basically have like in my mind, like you have two things you juggle throughout any fight and it should be two things. So right now I think it's only one thing, but it's the spell you're casting in that moment. So like reacting to the damage or setting up for damage, right? Getting ready, like making sure you have your quote unquote, I know it's not a full rotation, but like you're setting up for the damage that's about to be taken. You're making the right, right spell choices there. And then secondarily, you have mana as your resource, right? Because that'll influence what you're going to cast, right? Like when Essence Font was a big thing, like can I afford to cast an Essence Font here or do I just put out a Renewing Mist and like sit for like half a second or a second or two? Um, yeah, so people are a little upset about the whole having to have mana be a resource you care about as a healer, which I'm like... It's like one of the core things of being a healer to me. <laughs> I mean, I think people are also a little bit traumatized by like the Mistweaver mana situation, right? In pre previously, when it's been like, we want mana to matter, there's like one healer that mana doesn't matter. You know, your Holy Paladin or whatever just doesn't care about mana because they broke it again. Yep. And then you have like three of them that, you know, they can get by as long as the fights aren't too long or they have time to sleepy pot. Yeah. And then like one or two that just can't function. Basically, just can't function like without innervates. And even then sometimes can't function like Mistweaver has been at some points in the past where like even with innervates you run oom by the end of the fight. Unless you get yeah. multiple innervates, which is just a lot. Yeah, which is I mean, we'll we'll see how they how they do the balance there. Um but it'll be yeah, I mean I think these are all interesting changes to healing that they're making sort of mid-expansion that we typically don't see right like typically we see an expansion yeah. like long healing methodology or healing like mindset from from blizzard and you know we've seen a lot of a lot of iteration well not a lot of iteration but it seems like there's some major changes coming so my only so generally good thing always a fan when the game changes right when there's new stuff i think the current healing meta is or you know just not fun um my only concern with a lot of this which is is always now if they're going to reduce general throughput of healers from an AOE perspective, like my greatest scare is that for any AOE damage on a raid, DRs become that much more powerful. <laughs> right. And so the idea of like, if you can reduce, the, if you're going to do less throughput overall, and you, so the idea there is you reduce the amount of damage you take incoming to make the raid feel overall safer. So yeah. this basically just, in my mind, has the potential to push like AM and barrier and, and, you know, spirit link coming back, right? Like all yeah. of those sort of cooldowns they, to, to the top. So, and like, there's the flip side to that, where if the, the ticking damage is just like constant rot, mm -hmm. you can't really deal with that with a like 10 second DR cooldown. Right. Because right. if it's, if it's rot damage over two minutes, that's killing you. That is going to, just like you know kill the whole raid in 10 seconds if if you don't heal through it but it's happening all the time you can't really deal with that with us like singular dr cooldowns you could kind yeah. of chain them but even then with four healers you only get like 40 seconds of it in the best case scenario yeah um, we just we just haven't uh, i'll say like that i mean rot damage is always i think the counter to that but we haven't seen like a fully rot damage fight in a while. Like like the closest you'd potentially get is um who are the two demons in uh at the end of Sepulcher? Um the fight where like they turned into um, wasp or like like yeah, clouds. I know what you mean. Lords of Dread. Lords of Dread. Like that I yeah. think 
is probably the closest you get to like a, a constant rot I damage mean, fight. Before before they broke Sarkareth, Sarkareth was a rot damage fight after phase one. That's true too. Well, yeah, I never did Sarkareth <laughs> before the breaking. So yeah, I mean, um, I, I didn't either. But like, you could look at the numbers and and that's it, true. That's fair. And like it. They broke the rot damage and it just like eliminated the healing check in phase two and phase three. Yeah, no, that's that's actually that's actually a really good point. So, yeah, so I mean, maybe maybe that would have been where you see it. But yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, rot damage does counteract that, but you're not going to see rot damage on every fight. Like we're not yeah. going to go. I don't think they make the same mistake they did with what was it? Tuma Sargeras where like they had the same mechanic in every boss fight, which is just like soaks yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I yeah. doubt they'll just do like from a damage profile, like like rot. There's... but. There's also the whole innervate thing. So they're nerfing innervate two. And I want to bring this up because mm-hmm. it's it's like one of the the last times in recent memory that one of the best healers has also had mana matter was Castle Nathria Disc Priest. Mm-hmm. And you just innervated them. Yeah. And their ramp was free. Right? Like they they without oh, yeah. without innervate, they dump like half their mana bar into a ramp, but with innervate, they dump zero percent of their mana bar into i mean not literally zero percent because the, their ramp took longer than 10 seconds but um innervate is for for ramp style healing where you're dumping a ton of mana in a short window innervate is busted yeah yeah so that that reduction is huge it, you know for, it goes from eight to or so it goes from 10 to eight seconds you lose basically casts and a bit maybe two it's, casts, it's 20 percent reduction yeah. which is yeah, which is massive. And then, um, so yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that balances. I mean, the funny thing is, is like, I don't, I haven't played with an innervate in like a couple of tiers. So like, I don't know yeah. what that looks like, but, um, but it definitely, I mean, definitely is an impact. And then just speaking of like, I will say like utility impacts like innervate, like, I don't, we, we don't talk much about PI. PI is getting nerfed, yep. uh, coming in. So it's going down to just a 20% haste um buff from 25 and it's going from 20 seconds to 15 seconds so reduced power reduced uh uh duration related to this they're nerfing unholy decay burst oh yeah uh unholy decay is getting general changes to smooth out their damage profile uh part of that is the actually the pi changes demo lock also getting a bunch of changes those are like the two biggest bursty specs um arcane mage is the other like really big burst spec but their burst windows are like big one every 90 seconds little one every 45 seconds yeah um so those are that's a little bit different than like the three minute plus burst window of demo lock or or uh unholy dk um although ultimately like they're nerfing those because augmentation evoker exists and augmentation evoker is driving those crazy and they still notably missing from these patch notes are significant changes to augmentation evoker yeah yeah well those are coming i'd say uh in the general sense Um, i hope so they also like we haven't talked much about tier sets yet i just want to throw this out there because we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about other class and spec tier sets the current augmentation evoker tier set uh you want four makes you want four augmentation evokers and you want a minute long pull timer. So dumb. Because that allows you to get extra presciences out, put extra Evan Mites out, and just like I mean, just destroy. Yeah. Everything. Massive massive burst up front. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, <laughs> we'll see what, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Cause I was talking to our, our evoker who like dabbles in almost everything was like, yeah, I can't wait to sit here for a minute before a fight, like spamming stuff. I'm like, there, like I'm literally there's gonna be no way. There's no yeah. way we switched to 20 second long pull timers this year um, to actually last year for some like pre pull healer setup stuff. And that kind of sucks. Like I missed the 10 second pull timers. A minute pull timer is just not acceptable. No, we do fit like we went from 12 to 15 when we started running more augmentation this year. And like even that small change is like, yeah, I can't I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. And I guess the only other maybe the only other final like non monk just to touch on change is they, they are nerfing the cooldown on mass dispel. So it's going from 45 seconds to two minutes, which is a that's so crazy. A mass, yeah, it's a it's a huge change in terms of like for us. So and for like if you think about it, for for us, we actually use just a single priest to do dispels on say, um, what's the council boss? Forgotten uh, experiments, yes. Forgotten experiments, Same. yeah, yeah. So like, and it's our shadow priest too. Mana doesn't matter. Like it's it's fine for them to yeah, do exactly. it. Um. So yeah. So that it now we need at least two, right? So like. Yeah, you have to run a holy priest probably or something like that because you're not gonna run two shadow priests and i mean raid. On, honestly what you do is you just don't raid the week that this patch comes out like normally yeah. we do dead week raiding where it's like yeah uh, or you just skip that boss that week right yeah um if you do the only other time mass dispel is relevant in avarice is on sarkareth and it's relevant for dispelling the fire dot in phase one uh which if you have a revival you don't need it for that we and then dispe- doing the double dispel in phase three mm-hmm. and you have your options are either have two priests so that you can do both double dispels uh yep. do the go down strat so you don't get the second one or kill it before the second one um and so what we're doing now is just killing it before the second one but i mean honestly that does make it a lot easier if you can pull off three healing this fight just kill it before the second double dispel it is so much easier yeah yeah no, that makes sense um but yeah so utility changes across the board but um but yeah specifically for monks just lots of you know increases to to miss over single target healing and then decreases to their raoe healing and actually sorry one more point which is interesting so through all the changes i went through you'll notice one thing is notably missing that is a very strong single target heal for monk for miss Uber monk and that is our mastery our mastery oh. has not been buffed which basically means Mastery is now worthless, <laughs> even more worthless than it was, because I think people were doing some testing and like a vivify, like just a regular vivify, no buffs on a target does like something like 75% more than like our mat, like just like a standard amount of mass you have at this point. So it's like literally mastery becomes absolutely just awful moving forward. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. So I was actually, changes. <laughs> I, I was talking to someone recently. So Brewmaster's current tier set um gives you a chance for brewmasters dodge stacks which is their mastery not to reset when you dodge normally you dodge it resets the stacks to zero you start building them up again um and so that that combined with the elusive footwork talent which gives you two stacks of elusive brawler whenever Mm -hmm. you critically strike with or it's like two extra stacks whenever you critically strike with blackout kick uh means that if you crit with blackout kick with just like 
almost no amount of mastery. You're almost guaranteed to dodge the next hit. Like, I think if I crit with Blackout Kick, I'm like 105% dodge. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And so you Blackout Kick ideally every four seconds. And that's really, really good on single target because you can just do that and you get over 50% dodge rate with 0% mastery. But then mm-hmm. in AoE, you get hit a lot more, and so you rely a lot more on passive mastery. And there was yeah. just this conversation about, like, okay, well, when we lose this tier set, we're going to start, like, we're not going to, like, you know, blackout kick, guaranteed dodge, not reset our stacks, guaranteed dodge again. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's actually going to be kind of noticeable, and we <laughs> mastery maybe, become, maybe becomes more relevant uh, because Brewmaster... Uh, it's not squishy, but you can definitely feel the auto attacks right now. You gotcha. can definitely feel the auto attacks right now. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but for Mistweaver Mastery, like, I guess it's still like, it depends again on like the damage profile, because because technically, you know, Mastery is free healing, um, free single target healing. But like, yeah, it it yeah, it just becomes even worse now unless they unless they make some changes to the Mastery like coefficient. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. But I think maybe we can spend move on a little bit and spend a little bit of time talking jump about into the tier sets. Yeah, we can talk about tier sets. Um, we've been talking too much Mistweaver stuff, so maybe we go through the Brewmaster Windwalker and then we end on on Mistweaver. I'm not gonna lie; I have no idea how good the Windwalker tier set is. I think the answer is not very, but we have to talk about the fact that it's called Ebentos. Yeah, <laughs> I find so. Let, let's talk about the Windwalker tier set. The two set bonus yeah. is melee attacks have a chance to make your me- next spinning crane kick free. This is uh, the, um, what's it, Dance of Chi-Chi? It's like Dance mm-hmm. of Chi-Chi. Free spinning crane kicks, grant Ebon Toes. Yep. What a name. Ebon Toes increases the damage of your next blackout kick by uh, 100%. Yep. Uh, it's just the name, the name. Anyway, uh, the four set bonus is Ebentoes empowered blackout kicks reduce the cooldown of Fist of Fury, Rising Sun Kick, Strike of the Winglord, and Whirling Dragon Punch by one second. Mm-hmm. Um, blackout kick already does that for Fist of Fury and Rising Sun Kick. Yeah, uh, so to I guess my it's an additional second then. Yeah, um, a lot of this rests on how often you get this, but even then. Like the combination of like Windwalker Mastery and having to actually spend the free spinning crane kick. Like there's multiple steps here. You have to first get a proc from a melee attack, which you mm-hmm. apparently like Windwalker does not melee very much right now. I think they're using two-handed weapons like Brewmaster right now. Which well, really oh, go it's ahead. that I learned something very interesting. It's also that they don't melee during the channel of Fists of Fury. Yes. So or the so channel like, of or the channel of spinning crane kick. Yeah. So there's not a lot. Yeah. To be your point. Yeah. Two handed weapon plus there's going to be downtime in their ability to even melee like yeah. cast melee attacks without. That's that, actually so, yeah. so spinning crane kick is actually extremely bad for your auto attack rate. This comes up for press the advantage for brewmaster, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, you get a stack every time you auto attack um, with your main hand weapon. Mm-hmm. If you are in the spinning crane kick channel when your next auto attack would happen. It is skipped. Not delayed. Skipped. So when your auto attack rate is 1 every 3.6 seconds with a two-handed weapon and you skip one because you were spinning crane kicking, it's a pretty big cost. 
And oh, so yeah. that's kind of like, I hope that maybe this plus press the advantage, like this Windwalker tier set plus press the advantage drives some kind of change with spinning crane kick that can let us auto during it. I think that has PvP ramifications, to be honest. It may be too spaghetti to actually do. And maybe they just like tweak it to be like melee attack or cast spinning crane kick or something. Um, right, yeah. Triggers it. Because otherwise, like press the advantage, again, exact same issue. If you cast spinning crane kick, you are reducing the value of press the advantage. In the case of press the advantage, you literally just don't have other buttons to press. You just sit there and don't do anything mm-hmm. um, on single target. On, on AOE, you still press spinning crane kick. Um, but on single target, your options are like get a weak core that tracks your swing timer and tells you when it's safe to use spinning crane kick or just like don't push anything. Uh, so with this, like Fist of Fury and spinning crane kick, and it has the downside of the more procs you get, the more spinning crane kick you cast, the yep. more likely you are to skip auto attacks and therefore reduce future proc chances. Yeah, which is, I think, I, I was watching, I think it was Max that was mentioning this, is that like Windwalker had another set bonus it might have been Antorus that like had a similar issue where like it procked off melee hits, and it's just yeah. like it's not a class that melees yeah. a lot. At though. least in Antorus, they had they were dual wielding because that was their artifact. Yeah. Um, like you can technically dual wield now, but I'm pretty sure they use Rashok weapon, same as Brewmaster. Yeah. 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 So don't know the power of this. It sounds. I mean. You get around these sort of issues around the, the way the two set is procking, maybe it ends up being good. But I mean, it just seems like this is just trying to quicken their rotation, right? Like quicken them yeah. being able to cast their their higher damage ability, which is cool. Which but. which does mean that Babylonius is automatically going to hate this set bonus. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's getting old, so he can't like hit the buttons as fast. I mean, it's it's happened, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> old, old man babs. Yeah. Um so that that's the Windwalker set. The Brewmaster set uh, is very different. So the two set bonus for Brewmaster is Breath of Fire deals 20% bonus damage as Shadow Flame and causes you to heal for 50% of all fire damage dealt. Note, that is actually whitelisted. It's all fire damage from your Brewmaster spells. So don't go like, I need the Aeronog Ring, I need the Rashok Weapon, I need Onyx Analyt. Those Mm -hmm. don't work with it. Uh, the four set bonus, uh, your attacks against targets afflicted by Breath of Fire have a chance to deal 5% extra damage as Shadow Flame. And when you cast Celestial Brew, you also gain a Stagger Absorb equal to the amount of Shadow Flame damage that you've dealt, causing damage that would be delayed by Stagger instead to be prevented, which is like a je- oh, it's such a long, like I added words to make it clearer. It's even so without me words. adding words, it's it's uh it's pretty pretty long, lengthy as far as set bonuses go. Um this is currently very janky on the PTR. Uh testing. Uh sometimes the stagger absorb appears to not work. Sometimes it works too well. Sometimes <laughs> it like kind of pauses your stagger and causes it to stop draining entirely. Nice, nice. Um and not stop damaging you, just like it keeps damaging you, but the number doesn't go down. Um, Very nice. So that's all, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, this set bonus is going to need some actual, like, implementation work to make it functional. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's hard to like this is one of those set bonuses for brewmaster for tanks in general where it's obviously a lot better in aoe than single target um just the fact that like we have charred passions you can put up charred passions spinning crane kick that's fire damage half of all so half of all your spinning crane kick damage is done again as fire damage and then mm -hmm. half of all that fire damage heals you um so it's it's a pretty good like you could basically imagine it as leech right it's yeah. a very large it's basically 25 percent leech on spinning crane kick yeah which is solid yeah um and then again 25 percent leech on blackout kick mm -hmm. plus you know your breath of fire dot so like all those things getting you a pretty decent amount of leech and that's not bad um, there's been a long running thing about Leech and how much it should be prioritized for Brewmasters, and um, generally not worth dropping eye level four in most situations. Mm -hmm. However, getting a whole lot of it for free is pretty pretty good. Okay. It's it's very much like the the whole high tolerance thing last expansion, right? Where like Brewmaster really wasn't worth picking up haste, like you didn't put haste on, um, but getting a lot of it for free. I mean, it's free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, free healing is always the best type of healing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the the big thing to know for this is it is whitelisted. So a lot of the effects that we have right now, like Rashlock weapon, does a huge amount of fire damage when you push it, mm -hmm. um, and that does not count for the set bonus. Um, so that's not gonna you're not gonna heal off of it. Um, any shadow flame from like shadow flame patches is not going to count for your stagger absorb. Um, that kind of thing. Assuming that this is actually a real 5% damage chance, um, you know, doing lots and lots of hits, which Brewmaster is already incentivized to do through effects like Resonant Fists, um, is just going to be further incentivized to more reliably stack up this Stagger Absorb bonus. Um, we will see where this ends <laughs> up. The current implementation of the Stagger Absorb thing is just very weird and almost like too cute like there's it would be less janky if they just made it like in, invoke Niazao currently um basically redirects a portion of your stagger to himself gotcha so they could just basically do that and be like ah it it's going to absorb 100% of your stagger dot mhm mm and like they already have a spell for that that they can just like base it off of, and it would be, I mean, invoke, invoke news out is a little bit janky, but it's not that bad. It's gotcha. not like sometimes stagger breaks level of jank. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, step one, it seems fine. I don't know. There's a bunch of numbers tuning that's going to need to be done. Um, because basically, what it reads is your four set bonus is a five percent damage buff. Yeah. with with some survivability upside and then your two set bonus is like a two percent damage buff or something from from just like 20 percent bonus damage on breath of fire it's just like one or two percent gotcha. uh and then there's going to be uh an ongoing discussion about dragonfire brew which increases the damage done by breath of fire or mm -hmm. charred passions which causes your spinning green kick and your blackout kick to do fire damage gotcha gotcha yeah, but which one's better? Yeah, interesting. Yes. 
So that's going to be an ongoing ongoing discussion. Currently, I think the numbers generally point to Shard Passions just still being better because yeah. uh, in AoE, you get your Spinning Crane Kick Leech. In single target, Blackout Kick is just so much damage. So buffing it is just better than buffing Breath of Fire more. Mm-hmm. But remains to be seen. And of course, this is very early PTR. It's all likely to change. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. So it sounds like, I mean, when you say numbers, you think the two set needs a little bit of a bump from like two and a half percent? Or I, I don't I don't really think so. I, mm-hmm. I think that if we end up in the like, you know, five to ten percent range, I, I'm uh-huh. comfortable with that. It doesn't need to be a huge thing. Um yeah. especially since that's not all the value of the tier set. Like Brewmaster tier yep. set, this tier is not a huge, huge percentage gain. It's a, mm-hmm. a, like 7% maybe. So it's like in that ballpark. Um, gotcha. And that's, I mean, I just, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable um, for, a, for a tier set bonus to give. Nice. Nice. Well, um, the Mystery Reset bonus, absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, the way that it reads is basically renewing mist and its jumps apply Chi Harmony. Uh, and she harmony increases its target's healing taken from you, so you as the misweaver, by fifty percent for eight seconds. Which means that anytime you cast renewing mist or anytime renewing mist jumps, basically moves from one target to the next, she harmony is applied to the target you are casting or it jumps to. Um, we did test this. This does also trigger if a misty peaks proc occurs, which again, that's when whatever renewing mist jumps, oh, it duplicates. No. Yeah, very good um two piece um the four set bonus uh reads 15 percent of all healing you do to targets with chi harmony is stored and then dispersed evenly among your allies with renewing mist when chi harmony fades or is refreshed um which this seems bonkers is really good um so yeah so i think you know the the four set is extremely solid with the fact that chi harmony is just always applied um, it's very much like um, what was it? Uh, extend life type bonus we got with um, that was at the end of uh, HFC, um, so end of Warlords. Um, and so yeah, it's it's you know the, the healing that it stores and then distributes is right now just based on like our our sort of napkin math on this. Um, this is like a, a massive amount of additional healing, right? I mean, um, just the fact just that the two like, so currently when you do a yulon ramp right you put out a bunch of enveloping mists and renewing mists yep. and then you spam vivify yeah so you'll have between if you do if you get good rng and good procs i mean you should at baseline have between 10 and 12 if you get good rng with jumps you might have 16 to i mean i've seen 20 a couple of times just with for me and i'm terrible at it right? right um so yeah you might be able to blanket the entire raid uh, in this, um, with the Misty Peaks re- like reduction, right? This comes with you know basically halves the Misty Peak chance from ten percent to five percent. Um, might not see as high, but you should be able to consistently get this out on basically half your Mythic grade. Um, yeah. Which just is through you. Then, then even without the four set, the two set is fifty percent increased healing received from you. Yeah, and your ramps are not going to last longer than eight seconds typically. So. Um, it's extremely strong. There are a couple of issues, though, with it, based on some of our the initial testing that the guys did or the folks did, um, in that not all healing feeds into your to our four set. Mm. So there are some spells that don't feed into it, and it's it's a weird set of spells, we'll say. Like okay. it's things like 
like essence font hits don't feed into it. So like the initial bolt healing of essence yeah. font doesn't feed into it, which is weird. Like, um, uh, it's it, what it probably is is they whitelisted this, and the whitelist is super incomplete. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because like the the base spell, like the most the common spells you expect, like vivifies and and um. Well, the weird thing about essence font is the hot works, but the bolt hit doesn't. Right. But yeah. Um, there's still some inconsistencies they have to clean up uh, in terms of what all procs. But the major ones are there, like Vivifies, Soothing Mist, um, Enveloping Breath, Enveloping Mist are all there. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, this set bonus, I mean, it, it is very, very powerful and sort of follows, I think, the trend of a lot of Misweaver set bonuses in that they start really, really good. And it's only downhill from here. Um, so we'll see exactly how this gets changed, but, um, I think currently there's no way this goes live in its current state. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would almost, I would say the, the, the two set probably stays very fairly consistent. Um, maybe they do the 50% reduce to like 40, 45. Um, but the 15% of all healing you do probably gets down to like 10%. We probably see like five to 10% reduction on each of those percentages. Yeah. Um, for the buff but especially since they feed into each other right the, the two set bonus increases the amount of healing you do which increases the value of that 15 percent of all healing you do yeah yeah and then it's disperse to every renewing missed ally which you if you're doing this yeah. during ramp you have 10 to 15 out of the raid yeah it's yeah it's it's gonna be huge so no i'm excited yeah. for this um set bonus seems fun uh and the the best part about i think the the nicest part about this set bonus is it's actually good in both raid and mythic plus so that like as a misweaver whether either type of content you do or you want to focus on the two and four set are going to be good in both of them Um, that's unusual actually most of the time and and tank tank set bonuses have this too there's a lot of the time where we get like a set bonus that's really good in in mythic plus but not so good in raid very rarely the other way around yeah 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 but no this is this is one of those yeah I, i don't know if it's super rare but definitely not a common um that yeah we'll have a good set bonus in both mythic plus and and in raid so yeah um but cool um i think we have a little bit well you want to talk about the uh upgrade system slash crafting changes yeah yeah we have a we have a short amount of time to go through that so um maybe i'll give a quick overview so there was an initial just to sort of cut this off you if you read about the patch notes early and then don't come back to them there was an initial post by wowhead that talked about a massive nerf to crafting um slight issue with the way they were data mining things the initial i think understanding was that like crafted gear was going to cap at like 13 item level below mythic people up in arms um they've since corrected that it'll now just be a three item level difference very similar to how it is now so um it's the like right now your myth track ends at where crafted gear caps out right Mm-hmm. So it's like the same. Um, so the difference is next year, the myth track is going to end three eye levels above your crafted stuff, yeah. which is like, it's pretty close to the same. It's close enough that you're not getting a huge amount of extra power from doing mythic, but you're getting a little bit. And it at least means that like right now, what's going on in raid is we have sparks for everything. Mm-hmm. so you can just craft everything with perfect stats basically so the only things you want from raid are if you want an oddball stat distribution where it's like 70 30 on stats which you can't do in crafted gear or items right. with special effects so like trinkets um certain weapons certain things like the sarkareth cloak 
and then the very high eye level gear off of the last two bosses that's eye level 450 or above yeah exactly exactly um so yeah so track wise not a not a huge a huge deal um the other um the other changes to to crafted gear in general is um that uh they're changing some of the the upgrade tracks i'll say so mythic or sorry hero gains an additional upgrade um i guess level i guess is the way today it's five in 10 to it'll be six mythic also gains an additional upgrade level goes from three to four um so you have a, an additional sort of we'll say gap in, in eye level there um to, to gain which is i guess a good thing um they also are changing crests. Crests now just drop. There's no longer, you no longer need to gather fragments and then turn them into crests. Crests just drop and they're a currency, not an item. So your bag space, rejoice, your agent bag gains, what, that's four, like four times two, I, you get eight spaces more, back. I have more than that because I have stacks of aspect crests at this point. Just stacks and stacks of things. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be nice. I'm probably going to get back like 12 bag slots when I vendor yeah. all of my crest fragments and stuff from this tier um yeah which is yeah which is good um they're also uh capping the number of crests so they're now going from i think nine, they say in the post 90 will be the cap which gives you six upgrades a week that's down from 10 upgrades uh which is what they launched with 10 one so yeah. you get like four less upgrades which again is all in service of like again most people if you played the game a lot you could have been capped out on gear by week two essentially yeah. um there were, for all specifically purposes. like this tier what you had to do was you had to be very smart and maxi about using your worm crests so you'd max mm -hmm. out both your aspect crests and your worm crests you would use all of your worm crests and then also use your aspect crests you would turn like 70 percent of them into worm crests and the remaining 30 yeah. percent since getting to the max upgrade level and there was no myth track right max upgrade level uh you only needed one aspect crest so you actually got you know instead of it being uh whatever 10 upgrades worth of crests a week you got more like 15 16 yeah and then in two weeks you just have enough to upgrade everything yeah which is which is cool um which is a good change i think it slows it down slightly yeah. um and then they're also changing some of the um, uh, how you not how you acquire, but when you acquire certain crests. So they talked about this. It's not actually in the blue post, but they talked about this in one of the inventory uh, interviews. I'm sorry, where if you do cap on out on, say, aspect quests, you do nothing but your 16s for the week. You get your all your aspect crests there and you want to continue to do 16s. You can. What will happen, though, is a lower level crest will drop for you. So if you're capped on aspects. And you do something that would typically reward an aspect crest, it's now going to reward a worm crest or the, the lower level. Um, yep. So you can, can, that way you don't have this weird thing that happened really at the start of season, uh, this current season two, where you were like doing plus 11s, not because you needed the gear, but just because you needed the, like the crest basically. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I don't like about that is again, like it removes, there's a little bit of incentive early in the season to like just hop into 11s with people's alts. Yeah and just like do them for crests and that was kind of nice but then at the same time what it did end up evolving into is you would take five people that are like eye level 440 and yeah. you just go smash 11s just completely crush them and yeah. do the, get your worm crests and that was just that wasn't particularly fun so like there's a trade-off here 
I'm fine with where they landed. I think it does address like a pain point, right? right yeah. Um, and there are still like you still get bonus uh, crests. Well, actually, are you going to? We don't actually know. Currently, you get know. bonus uh, fragments for mm-hmm. uh, helping someone get a key that increases their score. So if you're kept on score, you can do keys with people who are not. I mean, kept on score. If you're like only doing 20s and you've done all the 20s, right? Yeah. You're realistically not getting score unless you go up to, into higher key levels, but then you can help other people get their 20s and get extra fragments. I would assume it's going to give you more crests. Not past the mm-hmm. cap, but let you get the cap in fewer keys. Yeah. No, that's... I would... Yeah. I Hopefully they keep that in there. We'll see, though. Um, Because they didn't really specifically mention that. Um, And the other thing they, they talked about with crests is that you can now upgrade crests. Basically trade lower level crests for high level crests. But it's going to be based on the item level of your character. So once you reach a specific item level, typically I think it's the item level that would make the lower crest obsolete. So they use the example of saying, like, once you reach 411 item level, you could take great Drake crests and upgrade them to Welpling. Or sorry, uh, take their Welpling quests and upgrade them to Drake quests, essentially. So once you reach sort of that threshold of where the Welpling crest capped out, you could then take them and upgrade them into the next level of crest. Yeah. So again, I think another thing of saying like it makes it so like as you sort of level up, you might have a surplus of say like, you know, Drake crests or whatever. Maybe it's like in our in the current case, Worm crest because you spend a lot of times in 11s and 12s. Um, you can upgrade those to aspects once you get that higher item level or reach that higher item level area. So, yeah. which is um again another nice change of like making a lot of the previous work you put into sort of climb the item level ladder. It doesn't go to waste uh, with in terms of your crest. So yeah, um, there's um one of the other side effects of the track changes. So the extra upgrade level for hero, which will presumably cost aspect crest because currently the like max hero upgrade requires an aspect crest. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the existence of the myth track from day one means that you will actually also have a use for your aspect crests for actual upgrades on week one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to have, you know, instead of it being one aspect crest per slot that you need, which is only like 13 crests in order to cap out the hero track, um, you're going to need two, which is 26, which is a lot more. Uh, with the new rate, that is going to be like four weeks to completely max it out with zero uh, worm crest being upgraded into aspect crests. And then, of course, yeah. the myth the myth items will be more. And again, when you get a myth item, like if you get a myth item in your shoulder slot, uh, you don't need to spend aspect crests anymore. So like if you get a myth item and you have a hero item that's better statted, you can upgrade it for free, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that all kind of works out nicely. One of the things here, no more... I guess flight stones are sticking around, so you still have the flight stone cost. Maybe that's what right. it is. Maybe maybe it's flight stones for. Oh, it's it's definitely going to be flight stones for uh, helping somebody finish their uh, upgrade their score. Yeah, because that's what it is right now. I was thinking fragments for flight stones, and they're not. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so so it's a. I think it's a lot of interesting changes, at least to like the crest system. the The crafting system seems to be very similar. Um, you know, a slight item level difference, but honestly, I think minor in like the overall yeah. grand scheme of things. Um, but in general, um, you'll see the crest system, I think is the largest change, which I think they're accomplishing maybe 
maybe two main goals or a lot of two main pain points, which is like slowing down the upgrades that you get. So basically not being maxed like within, you know, two, three weeks. And then also not requiring you to do like lower level content or I guess as as a yeah. side effect to that, making older crests essentially obsolete. Because I have like, I think I literally now just delete like well playing and straight crests because I have zero need for them ever yeah. on. I'm I'm on assuming they're gonna let us venture them for gold, and so I'm just gonna venture them. I maybe you already uh, can. I, just, I don't know. I just delete them. So um, yeah, that's I think like the the three biggest complaints about this upgrade system were bag space, um. Mm. And then actually, like you said, the rate at which we got upgrades, it's such a weird thing to complain about because it's complaining about being like getting too powerful too quickly, but it does have some like knock on effects. So they're not great because the the chase is part of the game, right? It's part of the gameplay. It's it's hunting for items and getting items and and stuff. And if you get them all and have nothing left to go for, or if the items aren't worth seeking out because you can't upgrade them, right? Yeah. Then um you run into issues there i think the myth track helps with that but not being so uh quick to the point that like we're basically geared on week three yeah exactly um, which is where we were we were mo- like there are a couple people that did the the week two thing but it required maxing out both your worm and aspect crest which is just a lot of keys um yeah. so most of us were doing it week three and that's still very early yeah yeah, no, yeah, it's super, yeah, it, it was super, super fast, I'll say. So, no, I mean, it's it's nice that it's nice that we'll see see it slow down slightly. Um, yeah. So cool. But I think we are slightly over. I'm not going to say well slightly over, but over, slightly over. Um, yeah. but we still have a ton of more stuff to talk about, I feel like, next week. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even touched on the raid. We haven't touched on the new, uh, any of the new world content. Uh, the, the mythic Dragon plus dungeon stuff. the legendary the, the, the catalyst yeah. like oh there's yeah, there's a lot right. of stuff but yeah we have a lot of stuff left to talk about we're gonna talk about more of it last week and some of the stuff we left off like the catalyst we left off intentionally because there's unknowns about it that hopefully get clarified in the next week and then we can talk about it without having to go back and make corrections exactly um, exactly but yeah that is going to be it for the show today thank you all for watching and or listening And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the Peak of Serenity, you can do that at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and shitpost about Mr. Vermana issues. Yeah, which are non-existing at this point. So chill out, people. (laughs) Wow. All right. I'm not going to tell people to go and Doom post because Doom posting sucks. Please don't do that. But I'm sure you've dealt with some of it over losing the two set. Uh, it's funnily enough, not yet, but I don't think okay. people realize it. They're still too excited about. Well, I think it's twofold. It's number one. Fun fact, just as we end the show is the if you had Manatee on your bars previously from the old talent, it didn't get removed and it would just be grayed out. So people were like, why can't I hit my Manatee button? <laughs> so you didn't drag the new spell over it and then yeah number two people are just like i don't know when to use this because i have too much mana already and i'm like yeah just slam it every 10 seconds you're fine like for a second or two so um but yeah no well doom posting will occur probably in another two or three weeks so once people realize please don't it's it's, (laughs) nobody enjoys doom posting everybody hates it even the people doing it but uh yeah that's gonna be it for the show today thank you all for listening and we will see you next week Bye.